Welcome to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church. claims to have suffered terrible losses from having made some terrible choices. His marriage ended in divorce. He lost his job. Says he lost a good deal of who he had been. He was inconsolable and despondent. But a woman entered his life and she loved him and after some time, got a good new job. His spirits began to lift. He went to his aging parents who had suffered those losses with him, and he shared with them the changes that were coming into his life. His father looked at him for a very long time, and then finally spoke one word, resurrection. The man said he hadn't really thought of himself as dead, but on hearing his father's word, he understood that he had been exactly that. He had died. And coming to these new graces, the new love, new hope, and new purpose it was nothing other than resurrection. 
He admits some might not call it a story of resurrection. Some might call it a happy turn of events. But says, when failure and grief destroy us, if we understand our situation as a kind of death, then the coming of new life is much like being raised from the dead. That's especially true for us who believe in the resurrection of Christ. We believe that Easter wasn't something for the past, but that Easter, that first Easter, started something. And the surprise of resurrection is still springing up all over the place. There's a story about it in the book of Acts, Lexi read a moment ago. It speaks of this, and this man finds his experience told in this story. The story is of someone who was raised literally from the dead. There's a woman whose name is Gazelle. Gazelle. Now, in Greek, she's called Dorcas. In Aramaic, She's called Tabitha. Both names mean gazelle. Now, when we speak of gazelle, we typically associate that with bounding speed, right? But in Greek, gazelle comes from the word that means lovely eyes. Did she have beautiful eyes? What we can say, at the very least, is that she had a beautiful way of looking at things. She saw the poor through compassionate eyes. She gave herself to caring for them. Most famously, this woman named Gazelle made clothing for the poor, especially for the widows. The widows in her community some of the most economically vulnerable people in that place and time. Gazelle was a disciple of Jesus. It says that. A disciple of Jesus cares for the vulnerable. That's what disciples do. Now, this is the only place in the entire New Testament that the feminine word for disciple is used. The masculine word is mathetes. The feminine word is mathetria. Gazelle was mathetria. She was a disciple of Jesus, caring for the vulnerable, because that's what disciples of Jesus do. But she got sick, and she died. Right away, immediately, two friends run to a town where they know Peter is, told him, do not waste any time, follow us. What were they thinking? Peter, we need you to do a funeral. Or maybe we need you to say some good words. Maybe they would say words like, you know, in all the tunics and the clothing that she made us, she will live on forever. Or maybe... Maybe they held out some hope. 
Maybe they too believed in resurrection. Believed she could live again. Now who can say what they, they thought? But, he says, this much we do know is that she had given them life. That is, when she died, they died. Because she had given them life. To the poor, she brought brand new clothes made just for them. She went to women with no security because they had no husband. And she clothed them with dignity and newness that they would not have otherwise had. Her kindness, stitch by stitch, was more than tunics, more than robes and shawls. These people with little means and little hope this disciple of Jesus clothed them with signs of new life. And that's resurrection. He says, I heard of an old woman who got a new house from some good people or a habitat for humanity. And someone asked this woman how it felt. And she replied, It's like being dead and buried and dug up. Dead, buried, and dug up. Maybe that's how those folks felt. And when she died, they called for Peter. Peter, a man who himself had been dug up to new life, right? He was a failed man. He was dishonest, he betrayed his best friend, and he died a kind of death, a shame. But risen Christ came to Peter and gave him a new purpose in his living, raised him from the deadness of his anxiety, of his guilt, his shame, his failure. And Peter has been fearless ever since. Christ came to him, Peter comes to Gazelle. A resurrected man brought to a dead woman. What do you think is going to happen? They washed her, they laid her out in an upper room. Peter goes up to the room, finds it full of widows weeping and pointing to all the garments that she had made for them. They loved her very much. He asked them to clear the room. He didn't need an audience. He didn't need live television action. Clear the room. There by himself with the corpse. He kneels. He prays. And he says to the body, Tabitha, rise. She opens her eyes. She sits up. He reaches, takes her hand, calls out to the others in the house. See, she is alive. And it's Easter all over again, right? Easter just keeps springing up. 
Not exactly Easter, of course, because gazelle will die again. She will die again. Maybe she'll write a book, become a movie. No. The way she spends her time is with her new life. She'll be caring for the poor while she has time. Changing the world one stitch at a time. One friendship at a time. And then one day she will grow old and weak. And she'll breathe her last. And she will be buried. He says this story isn't Easter. But what it is, is actually Easter. It is that. The power of resurrection loose in the world. It begins for us at the empty tomb. The tomb that's empty for Jesus. And then from there it moves to the ends of earth. It runs down through centuries to every place and time. And behind Jesus is a great swell of people who have died all kinds of deaths. Now living unexpected life. So death has many faces, as you know. It isn't just physical. It's also emotional, spiritual, moral. It's relational. Grief can kill us, as you know. Other people's cruelty can kill us. I call it death by a thousand cuts. Failures and sin can kill us. Empty nights and days. Loneliness can kill us, right? We dig the graves of our innocence, relationships, maybe the graves of our hopes, our feelings, maybe even the grave of our faith. How do you get any of that back? Now, how does any of that get back to you? Well, some say you just have a little funeral for yourself, just for yourself. And then you adjust to this new life and just go about the days as best you can. Unless you happen to believe in resurrection. Wouldn't it be ridiculous for us to stand at Easter and sing hallelujah if the resurrection of Christ were not also for you and me. If there's any truth in the Gospels, whatever has died need not stay dead. Hope, faith, love that die in us can stir again. You may have your own story of resurrection. Of a time when new life came to you, you can be thankful. Sometimes it comes quickly. Sometimes it's a long wait. But almost always there is pain. New life tends to be painful. Toni Morrison wrote a book called Beloved. 
main character in her book is a former slave named Setha. Now, Setha escaped the plantation. When she did, she was pregnant and she was barefooted. And she ran barefooted for miles and miles over rough terrain until she finally collapsed. Setha was found by a girl named Amy. Amy gave her some help. Amy took Setha's badly swollen feet into her hands and began to massage her feet. And this is what she said. It's going to hurt now. Anything dead coming back to life hurts. If there is death, if it is deep, we can't expect resurrection to be painless. But it's all right. Because if you've been dead, if you've been without hope, you've experienced loss, the new life that you find will make it all worth it. Well, that in having a part in someone else's resurrection, right? Amy is an agent of Setha's new life. She's an instrument of resurrection for Setha. There are some connections in this story of gazelle coming back to life. Listen, she clothes the poor in life. The poor intervene for her toward life. Christ forgave Peter into life and commissioned him to life. Peter prays for her into life. They all learn about her new life and come to new life themselves. There's new life all around, you see. And as they keep coming to new life, more and more they, they live and they love one another and all of them and they keep into that great living, moving chain of resurrection. How do we find ourselves in that chain of resurrection? Well, we can start listening to others the way we should speak life-giving words to one another, seek justice and kindness, reconciliation and peace, all those things that bring life to others. We give what we've got, the material to make those tunics, hands to massage those feet, the monies, energies, the passion, our words, our time. Give what we've got. We advocate for others. We encourage others. We forgive them. And we don't give up on anybody. We don't write them off as dead. It's too late. We don't give up on the world. Because God hasn't given up on the world. Or on you. Or me. We can grieve 
the things that have died in us, our dreams or whatever they are. We can grieve the people around us that we've lost, maybe institutions that have changed. Maybe the systems we live in. But none of that needs to stay dead. So beyond what any of us can imagine, we can come to life. We can be instruments of new life. You can be an instrument of new life to someone yourself. So like Gazelle, who had the beautiful eyes, we can clothe each other and be clothed in love and resurrection. Because God has not finished raising the dead. Let's pray. Maybe we've come, God, feeling near lifeless ourselves. The physical aches and pains that make it difficult to get out. Or maybe it's the aches and the pain of a relationship or job. Maybe it's emotional. We've come this morning because we've come to one who can give new life. Without that, why would we sing praises? And so, God, you know us, hear us, make us instruments to go to others who need us, to be clothed in kind, life-giving words, to be massaged when we're hurting. And give us the new life we need today. In Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Broadmoor underscore BC or find us on Facebook or YouTube by searching Broadmoor Baptist Baton Rouge. Thanks for listening to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Broadmoor underscore BC or find us on Facebook or YouTube by searching Broadmoor Baptist Baton Rouge. New episodes every Monday or join us for services in person or online on Sundays.